welcome, welcome, welcome to the anchor.com, the anchorfm.com, the home of the podcast where you can be heard all around the world, from your bedroom, bathroom, living room, anywhere all around the world. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This episode tonight, I'm going to talk about one of the most influential rappers ever, one of the most charismatic rappers ever, talk about duality, talk about persona, charisma, the it factor. He's been deceased now for 25 years. I'm going to make sure I got my math correct. Yes. But yet, musically, sonically, spiritually, psychologically, it's like he never left. He just truly left a lasting impression and body of work. He was a poet's poet, and he definitely was a, a very creative, spirited individual. And he definitely had a strong work ethic his name was Tupac Shakur and he's his greatest hits and some of the songs I've definitely liked over the years with him uh, cause I used to listen to his records a whole lot back in the day Brenda's Got a Baby he did this one with uh, David Hollister David Hollister was with Blackstreet and when Tupac was socially conscious he had some really deep poetic potent type of songs, things that would just definitely stay in your crawl, stay in your mind, make you reflect, and this was one of those songs that came out hard to believe uh, 30 years ago, but I am having a flashback with that though, because you know, he was, uh, he was new to the scene, right before his movie Juice came out, all that, but he had this aura about him, and you could definitely tell, you know, he was a deep and profound prophetic type of cat and this was one of them songs that definitely showcased that and it was a, the hook and the vocals was really tight so that was really tight next cut toss it up did this one Aaron Hall Casey and Jojo Danny Boy um it was the key the track was used a lot from the same groove as um as uh no diggity with the groove with Teddy Riley and everything, but um, it definitely was a catchy cut. And uh, Pac was doing these tracks with Death Row, working with these tracks, and it was it was a real happening track. And the way his voice, the stuff he did with uh, Danny Boy, and especially with Casey and JoJo, was really tight. Aaron Hall was on here, but him and with with the Haley Boys, that was really tight. I really like that. The next cut that I dug a whole lot was Two of America's Most Wanted. Him and Snoop really compliment each other on this track. This was a really tight production. Uh, their vocals really blended really well. And it really was, you know, feasting on so many topics. And Tupac, when he went on one of his rants, he could really go after you. So this one was really like one of those happening cuts. The next cut that I dug a whole lot was Keep Your Head Up. This one was inspirational mother of feeding black panthers and he was keeping soul sisters and women's heads up just saying something that was uplifting he had these kind of songs in his arsenal and make no mistake about it Tupac Shakur was a very versatile wordsmith very and he had a knowledge and a depth and a strong magnitude one of those artists that you just knew that if he put his mind to it and he was very productive and prolific and he Came from different, different, different seeds of his style. So, really tight. The next cut I'm going to talk about is Changes. With Sample, Bruce Hornsby, and the Rangers. That's the way it is. And it complemented his voice very well. This was one of his first posthumous releases. And um, 
believe me, Tupac was a very prolific writer. And this song was speaking about hope and things that were happening. And actually, it complimented really well. And you could definitely feel the strength of it. It was a really strong cut. So I thought that one was really tight. Really like that. The next cut is I Ain't Mad At You. This was Danny Boy. This took off the... Um, Old the Barge classic, A Dream, which has been sampled by big, quite a few people. But it was a very haunting video when he see him in the white suit like he's going to get to heaven. And it's very haunting. You know, it, it can really throw your head off when you see it. But uh, the message of the song and reflection on life. And that's the thing about Pac. He did a lot of self-reflection of where he had been. Because it is all too brief career. He had been through a lot of ups and downs and in-betweens. And um, he could relate and, and, and identify with a lot of things. And this was just definitely one of those, uh, you know, when you hear this, it definitely left an impression. And it was very haunting, to say the least. The next cut that I dug uh, from him was I Get Around. And ironically, rest in peace to Shock G from the Underground because they put... Pac on as a roadie as a dancer and he was featured on the same song but on I Get Around Shock G with that verse I put the satin on your panties which was a big time memorable line and they this was a big hit I Get Around was a big cut um and again the playful side of Tupac he had many different sides to him as an artist showcasing his versatility the humor the depth the seriousness the braggadocious, the battle rap, you know, different sides to where he was coming on, coming through as an artist. And it just all captures so many different, you get so many glimpses into his world and his mind psyche as a writer and what he was composing. And uh, this was on the playful side, but it was catchy. And it was, and it worked. It was definitely, it was, like he always used to say, he wrote his songs after his experiences. And so this guy went through a lot of different things and then it just kind of culminated and kind of went there. And it just was, you know, it was really one of those things that you just could definitely feel and relate to. So, you know, the next cut that I dug was How Do You Want It? And this again with JoJo and Casey. No Haley Boys was on the hook. This cut sounded really good. I really liked the harmony. I liked the feel of it. It was a groove, but it was it really worked. And that's the thing about it. He he understood. He worked with different producers. He he got different vibes, different different energies. But he always kept it cohesive. He could make it work. You know, he he understood how to have a hit, how to write about this, how to write about that. You know, it's kind of ironic because you think about how um, Kurt Cobain's career, just like Biggie's, but Kurt Cobain. I, I look at some of the stuff that Kurt Cobain wrote and that kind of it's almost like schizophrenic it's very kind of scattered but yet it all works cohesively and that's kind of how I look at Tupac because as a poet he had this all over but then yet it all tied together and all this stuff works together you know it's it's a very rhythmic soulful presentation but then I also make some parallels with how you know you see certain things how they unfold and how you go for a certain type of way of doing it. And these songs have have definitely had a real interesting duality to them with his personality and how he did certain things as an artist. So that was definitely interesting. 
Uh, the next song that I dug by him was California Love. He did this with Dr. Dre. He did this with Roger Troutman with the Talk Box. And it was a very happening cut. Um, it, you know, it, 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 it was like his introduction with Death Row, but it had a very uh, throwback stylist with the keyboards and the grooves and everything about it. But it was a different switch up from how he had done his previous records. And it was a very um, interesting phase of his career but he was showcasing his versatility you know he needed a club banger he did that if he needed to you know if he needed a reflective song he did that that was the thing about Tupac he just never knew which bag he was gonna come out of and if he you know go at you he did that too like he did with Hit Him Up how he came after Biggie and now he did that so his diss tracks and you know, and then his social commentary. You got, like I said, you had this real interesting dichotomy of an artist that was a wide range, a potpourri of different attitudes and actions. And you just didn't know which bag he was going to come out of, but he was coming out of something. So, um, that was a very moving song. The next cut that I liked by him was Dear Mama, which was dedicated to his mother. Mother's Day is coming up, and now this was very poetic. Say it sampled the, the Commodores, and I want to do with the groove, the tone, but I just want to say this was to me his uh, the closest album that I liked by him uh, uh, through with the Me Against the World record. And I, I always liked the honesty and the rawness of it. And I thought Dear Mama was one of the best songs, it had a strong feel and a tone to it. And I just liked the, the honesty and the, the spirit, the spirituality of it. And I and his mother was a strong soul sister, strong. You know, Panther, respect. So you definitely got that honesty and that tone in this, and it was very moving. So I like that one a lot. And last but not least, my favorite song by Tupac was So Many Tears, which sampled Stevie Wonder's That Girl, Shock G did the production, but it was, it worked. It was like one of the most honest songs that Tupac ever did. I thought this was the depth and, you know, um, Tupac was a reflection of the past of hip-hop in the future. But he came from a certain era where he had a certain ethic of code. And um, he definitely held that up to a certain standard. And his words and his voice left a lasting impression. Wash your hands, keep your mind clear, watch out for one another. And uh, please feel free to tell me your favorite Tupac uh, solo for his songs live performances, videos, or albums that you prefer. Just because a song or album is older does not mean you can't find something new in it because Tupac inspired a lot of artists and there was a lot of different interpretations and he and he showcased his versatility quite well. Keep it funky, keep it on the one, be safe out there, be careful out there, and um, if you get a chance, definitely check out the works of Tupac Shakur. This guy was a poet's poet, one of the best to ever grace a microphone. And his impact is going to be felt for many eras and centuries to come. He definitely left a lasting impression. Till next time, peace and the best of my own.